Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. <laughs> Been missing MIA, missing in action lately. I'm always in action. I'm just missing. <laughs> Got your liberty today, JC? I got liberty. <laughs> Sorry we're a little bit late today. We have a, a family friend. Hey, you guys know our family friend, by the way. Uh, those of you who are longtime Chris Ann Hall listeners, you'll remember our uh, intern from Idaho named Elizabeth. Well, she is uh, visiting us in Tampa this week, and she's already been very helpful again. I mean, she just came to visit, and I put her to work. <laughs> Chris Ann Hall, the slave driver. Yep. <laughs> so we uh, spent some time with Elizabeth this evening, and so that's why we're a little bit behind. But I'm glad everybody is already quickly jumping on board. And and uh, I, I, I think maybe everybody wants to know about the War Powers Resolution. That's the big headline today. And Yeah. Once well, Elizabeth again. Elizabeth didn't come in time for your meeting in Lakeland over. What's that? Elizabeth Mister. No, Lakeland. no, and that's by the way. Uh, who mentioned that in the chat room already? That we weren't there. Oh yeah, uh, Blue Bug. Uh, we we weren't on the air yesterday because I was teaching in Lakeland yesterday yeah, at the God and Country rally. It was amazing. Ah uh, yeah, and I was really really yeah. happy, JC, to meet a new a new brother in Christ and a new patriot, uh, Dexter Sanders. Yeah. And so looks like God brought together, you know, a new relationship and a new partnership maybe. We're going to be doing some things with Dexter in the future. And uh wow. It was just a really great night. Yeah, it was. It was met some hard working people. Hard working people. People in the trenches. So, it's good. Yep. Yep, it was a lot a lot a lot a lot of fun. Um but I do want to Talk about several things tonight that I've got several topics on my mind. So you're, you were mentioning the Unconstitutional War Powers Act. Yes. No, no, no. Not the, the, war resolu the War Powers Resolution. Oh, that was supposedly the, the passed, passed by, passed by the Democrats. And, and, and three Republicans. And three Republicans. Yeah, yeah, and gotcha. three Republicans. So what was that about? Some people were like complaining and, and, and criticizing the three Republicans. What's, what's going on there? <sighs> So what is the resolution? Okay, so first off, it's a resolution. Mm -hmm. So it means absolutely nothing. Okay. It's, it's, it's a, we're the House of Representatives, and this is what we think. That's okay. what a resolution is. It's not legally binding. It is not a law. It is not anything. And so I just don't get the... The fervor? The, the fervor, right? And it's not even an amendment to the War Powers Act. Okay. Now, I talked about this on other people's show this week, so I'm not quite sure what I've said here <laughs> and what I've said there. I don't think you've talked um, about it all here. Ra raise your hand if you were uh, watching the uh, Quite Frankly show on Wednesday. Did you watch it? Uh, not on Wednesday. Oh, but I you watched, watched it later? Oh, woohoo! JC's checking up on me. <laughs> no, he just likes Frank a lot. Right. Yeah. yeah I, had, I had to watch that. <laughs> He, he loves Frank. So anyway, he, he, here, here, here's the thing that's that's really sort of tripping me out. 
this whole War Powers Act thing is so unconstitutional from the get-go. And as I've mentioned on social media, I mentioned on Frank's show, and I'm not quite sure if I mentioned here or not, so I'm going to repeat myself, maybe, all right? All of this political theater about amending the War Powers Act to limit Trump's ability to do fill in the blank, right? Is the war in Iran, whatever. Is is just ridiculous. It's it's all political show because JC number one, they're never, and I'm gonna repeat this, let me just prophesy to you, they are never going Congress, meaning they they are never going to amend the War Powers Act to eliminate the authority of the President of the United States to act unilaterally with our military. They're never going to do that because it provides them way too much political cover. Right. right? The whole purpose of the War Power Act to begin with and the, and, and the War Power Act coming around, this is 1954 or something like that, um, after Truman took um, uh, us into Korea without declaring war, and then, you know, they got, they got their, Congress got their panties in a wad, and the War Powers Act was supposed to reassert that Congress must be, are you ready for this? Consulted. Consulted. <laughs> right? No, no. <laughs> what, how do you do that? <laughs> Pro problem number one, Congress is not to be consulted before we go to war. Constitutionally speaking, Congress must declare, right? Not consulted, declare. I've even seen some constitutional outlets that say that the president and uh, the Congress share this war power authority. Ready? No, they do not share a war power authority. By the way, JC, I just want to let you know, right now, I am both exactly at the same time a Trump Jesus and a never Trumper. <laughs> Seriously, because yeah. it'll be whatever somebody hears me, how, how the, the sounds are interpreted by their ears. I'll be saying the same thing, but... Two different sides will be hearing exactly different things, right? You can't account for crazy. I can't. No, you can't fix that. So, But we've talked about this actually numerous times on yes. several shows of, of this, yes. of this yes. issue. Okay, so the War Powers Act was all an illusion to begin with. It was all show because within the War Powers Act, it actually attempts to create an authority for the president to operate unilaterally. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... That's, that's problem number one. And the reason they did that, because it provides cover for Congress. Because it's a whole lot easier and a whole lot more politically convenient to be able to point your finger at presidents. That's what it's always about. That's, that's how you see this coming up. So it's, I mean, what else do we think? Do they, do they have legitimate concern about uh, the troops, about some some no. you know people of another country somehow oh, yeah. being all of this abused. I mean, feigning right oh our soldiers and we got to yeah. save our soldiers well they never said that under bush and they never said it under no, obama and they never said it under clinton no you know but I mean? the other Seriously. side but it goes back and forth like the, so the other side would would criticize obama mm -hmm. right and then this 
other side's going to accuse mm -hmm. Trump, whatever. So, it's, but it's all other side. No, no, no. The Republicans love it when Obama went to war because the yeah, only true. people that no, were actually right, criticizing Obama were were you know people like the, Rand Paul, Rand Paul, who are not the war hawks, right? right? Because typically speaking, the establishment Republicans, yeah. Are a bunch of hawks, so they don't care if Obama right. was going to war. You know, they they'd rather talk about you know the other stuff. Warmongering is one of the number one things that is bipartisan in America. Right. Like this, exactly. That's, that's the thing you can find the most agreement right. on. Let's bomb somebody. So from the get go, the but this but this is just cover. They just use this number one in Congress. Congress invokes this. Right. Number one, like you said, as cover, so they don't have to bear any kind of responsibility or accountability so they can get reelected. Mm -hmm. And so they can begin to point the finger and throw mud at whoever happens to be president again to feed their reelection mm -hmm. fervor. So right. none of it's none of the conversation is actually honest. Right. Absolutely. And here's the other pro now now look, I've already said this on the air and publicly. That Congress, when especially when they start talking about we're going to amend the War Powers Act, I said this then, and they've gone ahead and proven me true. Congress will never amend the War Powers Act to remove this presidential authority to act unilaterally, because like I said, it provides too much cover. Our, our Congress, the politicians in Congress, want to be able to shirk their responsibility and hide their accountability. And blame somebody. And blame somebody else, right? So here's the thing. Now we have the resolution, which by the way, is not legally binding. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's, it's this is our opinion, okay? Scrawling on a piece of toilet paper. Exactly. Like, would be, be exactly. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's what the resolution says. And this proves, right? Because, never mind, I, I almost chased a rabbit. We'll, we'll deal with that squirrel later. Okay. That the president must, the, pre, it, the president of the United States is required to consult with Congress in every possible instance. Before introducing the United States armed forces into hostilities. So how do you circumvent that? Uh, okay, Congress. Because I see a big loophole there. Okay, Congress, no problem. Sounds like a great deal. Oops. Wasn't possible. Sorry, Congress. It wasn't possible this yeah. time. You know, maybe next time it'll be possible, right? In every possible instance, this is a... A, a solar giant sized loophole. That's lawyer language. It is lawyer they, language. They, they know what they're saying. So really they're saying nothing. They're pretending like we're going to slap the president or you have you know people like Gates or whoever are going to go, I'm going to show the people that I'm constitutional and I, you know, I'm going to stick with the powers of Congress. But, it, but it's actually saying nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They didn't even, because here's the crazy thing, JC. It's a resolution. It doesn't mean anything. Right. They could have said anything. They could have been entirely constitutional right. and it would have meant nothing. So in this opportunity to be <laughs> entirely constitutional, they still failed and they're dancing around like a bunch of prancing ponies yep. pretending like they did something. So, so even on a, a paper tiger toilet paper meaningless resolution, they still they decided did to nothing. insert a loophole in a loophole on the meaningless toilet paper resolution. A loophole in the meaningless toilet paper resolution. Hey, dragons, 
Stallion. Dragon Stallion 101001, thank you so much for loving us through the, what is that called? Super chat. Super right? chat. Super, super chat. chat. Thank you so much, you guys. I, I always forget that the super chat's there because it's brand new. And if you love what we're doing, if you appreciate what we're doing, if you if you want us to stay on the air and have better tech and better whatever we can do, um, like we had a special guest last week and you weren't there. I'm sorry about the sound, guys. My, my bad. We, we we need to redo that. We need to have we we'll have him back. Yeah, we'll have him we'll back. Have we'll redo that when I'm there. But look, he's a rock star. If you if you really thank you for your love. By the way, thank you for your love. And if you want to love, hit the super chat. If not, you can also text. Yeah, uh, it's up here somewhere. Impact twenty twenty to three three seven seven seven, and and then right wait for the options to show up. Like you text that. Send your email, and then you come back with a link, and that's where you then go to support. So do that next step, because we actually get a lot of text, and then, but they're not taking that next step. Got to go to the next the step. Text Gotta go the next to, step. To hook you up with a way to support. To support. Then you then you get right. your five bucks. Because we're not out there to capture your email. But so, so we don't go to the next step. All we do is capture your email, and I'm there to capture yeah. your email. So so this this whole war resolution is actually a really a non story. It's a non-thing. So, let me ask you a question, JC. Political, pure political theater. No, let me ask you this question, JC, because, because um, you know, uh, 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 Justin Amash was one that voted for this resolution with the Republican, or with the Democrats, which doesn't surprise us anymore because if it has anything to do with Trump, he's voting no, right? Or yes, yes or whatever. The anti-Trump vote is going to be Justin Amash these days. But Matt Gates. Okay, Matt Gates has been a strong, he's almost been a Trump Jesus kind of guy. Uh, I'm just, I got to ask you the question. For something that means nothing, that actually did nothing, right? The meaningless thing, inserting the loophole into the meaningless thing that did absolutely nothing. Why would he do that? Why would he hang himself out like that? I think, so I think from... A guy like that's point of view. That's it's just this messaging. I'm constitutional, right? Uh, but but it but it wasn't constitutional. You, you, you expect a guy like Seriously. him to think it a little more All right. through. All right, look. Here's the point. Here's the. <laughs> I don't point. think it makes him a never Trump. No, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is number one, it wasn't constitutional. Yeah. Number two, the loophole. Right. right? Yeah. And so until it's actually constitutional, I don't know. Mark, Mark Mark Powell says, do they think that, are they that stupid or do they think we're just that ignorant? Yeah. Yes. They yeah. think we're yes. that stupid. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, well, I, I, I think there are some that are just that stupid. Some are that stupid. But here's but the But they thing. all think you're that stupid. And that's what they're doing, right? There's absolutely what they're doing. Now, here's my, my never Trumper. I need to have like a little hat that I put on. Yeah. Here's my never Trumper hat. Here's my Trump Jesus hat, right? Because that's what I'm going to be called. All right. Let me be very clear about something. All right. I, I, I don't know how to say this. Um, Donald Trump does not have the authority to declare war. Right. 
Donald Trump does not have the authority to engage in a proactive movement. But let me be very clear about something because I've been seeing this over and over and over again and it's one of the things that immediately gets my blood pressure up about the office of the executive. Mm -hmm. I am seeing over and over and over again, it's quote, the president's job to keep us safe. No, that is nowhere in his job description. It is not, this is my Never Trumper hat, this is not, because I've said this about every single president ever involved in my political active moments, Mm -hmm. the president's job is not to keep us safe. It's not in the oath, it's not in his job description, it's not the job of the federal government to keep us safe, it is not the job of Congress to keep us safe, none of that is Anywhere, but it is Congress. But it is Congress's uh, within Congress authority and only Congress's authority to declare war. To and declare you, war. And you're not saying the president has declared war. No, right? he has not declared war. Now I will tell you that there is argument, and I can see the argument because obviously Thomas Jefferson saw the argument that because the purpose of the of the one of the the purposes of creating uh, the federal government right to uh to provide our common defense mm-hmm. right during the era of the barbary pirates i talked about this on um i talked about this on couple on, shows, on a couple shows i don't i don't know if i talked about it on our show but jefferson when Jefferson worked under the Adams administration and before the Adams administration when we were British colonies, the process was you're going to pay off the Barbary pirates so they don't rob our ships mm-hmm. and so they don't kidnap our people. Mm-hmm. You pay them tribute to keep the terrorists, pay off the tributes to the terrorists, right? And Jefferson said, no way. I am not paying off these terrorists. And a matter of fact, he he admonished John Adams for doing that. And so when Jefferson became president, he said, "I'm I'm not paying the terrorists anymore. But what he did was this. He sent naval ships to to go with our private commerce ships as they went uh, through uh, the territory of the Barbary pirates, okay? Mm -hmm. And he sent out a very clear message that said, I am not going to war with you. I will not go to war with you. But but I will protect U.S. uh, uh, American people and American property. So if you attack us, be assured I will protect our ships. Right? Isn't that the naval song, The Shores of Tripoli? Right? Marines. Marines. Marine, I'm sorry. Him. Marines. All right. Oh, I'm going to get. Hoorah. Marine battle him. I didn't say it. Marine. Marine. Sorry. The, the sorry. Army, sorry. Sorry. Army, army, army guy. Army girl said it. Sorry. Hoorah. Anyway. So when the pirates came after our ships, Jefferson held his promise true. The Muslim fascist, by the way. The Muslim. Muslim. You say Barbary pirates. pirates. Yeah. They're, they're the, they're they the were, Islamic they extremists. Yeah. They were the Islamic extremists. And oh, by the way, ISIS didn't invent Islamic extremism, no. right? So there you have it. Right. Right. Oh, thank you, Ken Flauding. Yay! 
Yay! Applause, Ken, keep, for his super chat. good work. He says, I've learned so much from both of you and feel prepared to make constitutional arguments because of your missions. Thank you. Yes. That's what we're here for. So, here's the thing. Jefferson protected our commerce, mm -hmm. right? He didn't go out and kill people. We're going to start a war. We're going to start a war, right? Okay. After Jefferson protected our ships, then Congress declared war. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's the order of events. Right. So that's hey guys, what this happened. We defended. Right. Pat, we, all right, handle your business. Right. So let's just be very clear. Is that kind of the intent of the 30-day thing that, that they tried to uh, lay out within the legislation to kind of put a time frame on this? Like it envisioned, you know, when they went with this legislatively that, yeah, we know we might have to react to defend. Right. And, and then, okay, Congress, you got 30 days, then you need to make a decision. Are we, right. are we, gonna, are we going to war or did we defend and we're yep. done and, and we're going to figure this thing out? Right. I mean, was that kind of the intent of the 30 day? Let's put a framework around this thing. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you could. Argue, I mean, that was the intent. That. The problem is, why do we need 30 days? Yeah. That it, I mean, especially in today's time. Right. Mm -hmm. And 30 days has never been 30 days in these kind of situations. No, now, let's be clear. Not. We have to understand the precedent that's been set since Truman was that we can go engage in policing of other countries. Yeah, yeah. they basically put other uh, names on it. Police mm -hmm. action, Police action. Uh, different kind of things. And so it, so Operation. Like, it's not war. Yeah, it's right? not so war. So if we don't call it if war, we don't call it war, it's not actually war. Yeah. And then we could just do it all the time. We're all just the defending time. ourselves all the time. And that's <laughs> what the War Powers Act did right we're because they were rain that in. they were supposed to rein that in but what they did was they created the loophole mm -hmm. don't call it war and it's okay and it's also the perpetuation of this idiocy that the president of the united states is always the commander-in-chief mm -hmm. that's where you get that 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 errant ideology that the congress and the uh president work together in war yeah. Because you have this errant ideology that the president um, was uh, uh, is always the commander in chief yeah. because like, they don't actually read the Constitution, where the Constitution says when called into actual service. So it's more like Congress looks and says, "Hey, boss man, we declared war. Go command the troops." Right. Exactly. Which to me, that's at at this point, it's almost a throwback. Right. Like we don't the president doesn't actually go to war. It's not like George Washington mounting up on his horse and literally commanding the troops. Yeah, I wonder, so almost, do, have we ever had a president since Washington that actually acted as the general? Because that's what the commander-in-chief is, by the way, a general. Yeah, yeah we, it's almost like outdated at this point. Right. We don't even operate. Right, 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 right. right. So that's, this is, that's one of the things that I, I needed to clear up today was this, um, this idea of... It's a resolution. It's a resolution. It anything. Right. It's total political theory. Right, right. There's two other things that if JC will allow me the liberty to cover... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We, it's Friday and we're kind of wanting to, you know, 
go. But um, we, uh, oh, uh, Tom Hall, thank you for your yeah. super chat. Um, Letters of Marquee, we'll have to do a separate show. Yeah, we'll have to do a separate show road. going down that road. That's a little bit more than I wanted, a little bit deeper than I wanted to get into today. But thanks. Thank, that's a really great question, and thank you for. I have a notepad. I write all these things down. We got. Where's so, so my many list? Of these my list disappeared. I think it's in your yeah, textbook. Because I wrote on the back of it. Um, all bad. right. So there's something else that I want to tell you about. This is this is more like a Liberty First alert, okay? Because we put those out every now and again. This is an alert to keep your eyes open and and follow this issue. Sacramento, why is Sacramento keep coming up in the news lately? California, Sacramento and Fresno. It's the capital. I mean, it's California. Come on. So, um. Now you got me thinking maybe it wasn't Sacramento, San Diego. I don't remember. Some California city and a Florida city, okay? School district is suing the company, the vaping company Juul mm -hmm. on behalf of the students of their school. Now this is huge. And before we get off track, because when I posted this on social media, people really got off track. This is not about whether people have a right to vape or not. This is a lawsuit by the school district on behalf of the children against the Jewel Company for uh, directed advertisement to children. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're bringing out a separate issue. This is a separate issue within that, within that which is, in my humble opinion, more dangerous, more significant. more significant than that. So here's let me explain how this works. When you bring a lawsuit on behalf of a child, you must have what is legally called standing. And the only people that have standing to bring a lawsuit on behalf of the child are the parents or the legal guardians. All right. So okay? in this case, you have a, have the school system yes. suing on behalf of the children. Suing on behalf of the children. So what happens if the court, you know, receives this? And if the court gives the school district standing to sue on behalf of the children... What will happen is what I've been warning is the, the school districts have been trying to do for the last, I've been warning this for eight years. I know there's been people that are warning before that. It will now establish legally that the schools are the legal guardians of our children and our parents are only part-time guardians. So this is another piece of that shift you've been talking mm -hmm. about of, Basically, drawing the children in under the control of the school, therefore yes. the government, and then pushing the parent. It out eliminates of the parental rights and establishes that our children are first wards of the state, mm -hmm. second children to their parents. It will supersede parental control and establish legally that so schools operate under a legal principle called en loco parentis which means legally that while your child is in the classroom, the school has certain limited guardian authority. 
So if there's a hurricane, if there's a tornado, if there's a fire, if there's some kind of an emergency, and Loco Parentis says that the, the people in the school can act on the best nature of the child without first contacting the parents. Right. In, in Loco Parentis, essentially puts a responsibility. Yes. Right? Not a control, but a responsibility, a responsibility. on the school saying, mm-hmm. you're, in, you're in care of these children You're in care here. of these children. So then... You know, given certain things, then you you are you have an obligation to to, it to is, act. It is a very limited and very temporary yeah. type of guardianship. Right. With the court, if the court gives the the school district standing in this yeah. case, That's a it shift. will shift the school district into permanent guardianship status, and I believe actually move the parents to an en loco parentis. Because here's going to be the argument, JC. Well, after all, your children spend more waking time in the school. Actually, the school district feeds your children more than you do. We're actually more the permanent guardian of your children than the the parents are. So it shifts the, the in loco parentis concept, which gives a responsibility to an authority, right? Mm-hmm. So it's no longer it's no longer a concept of in local parentis where I'm giving my, my children, make sure you take care of them like you ought to. You have certain responsibilities that we're going to hold you accountable to. It, now it, it moves it beyond that realm to not just a responsibility, a charge, mm-hmm. to to your in charge, a, a control and right. authority over 24, rather than responsibility right. for. And not and not from, from 7.30 to 3.30, 24-7. Right. Because this vaping issue is not a 7.30 to 3.30 issue. Yeah, it's not a matter. We it's call, not a Monday through Friday issue. vaping in class. Right, right. Because the vaping in class thing is a whole different issue. You can make school rules. You're not allowed to have these things on campus. Right. You're not allowed to have cell phones on campus. You're not allowed to have vaping things on campus. You know, the, state, the states can make laws that say, okay, you have to be 21 to vape, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is not that same kind of thing. Right. This is a lawsuit suing the vaping company for improper advertisement mm-hmm. to lure children into the habit of vaping. And so now with that, look out. I believe this is a direct, I mean, I think they're really, really fighting this because so many parents are, are taking their kids out of the public schools because they're sick and tired of the church, of the school taking over parental authority of their children, you know? Oh, little Johnny has too much uh, energy, let's drug him. And if the parents won't drug him, then we'll send CPS out to the house and take the children from the parents, right? Parents are like, whoa, 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 I'm not going to put my children in this situation where they can be taken from me because I'm acting in their best health interest, right? Yeah. So parents are pulling their kids out because of curriculum, because of parent because of school control, because of the school dictating ideologies, you know, all of this crazy stuff. And the school districts lose money when they don't have enrollment. And so this is one step in not just compulsory education, but mandatory education. Mm -hmm. So if we are now the legal guardians of the children 24-7, then we ought to be able to bring an action against the parents who don't send their children to us. Yeah, and this is like, I I always, you see this stuff, it's like a good trap for conservatives, right? Mm -hmm. Because they see the surface issue. 
oh, kids ought not be vaping. They ought to be, yeah. you know, this is harmful yeah. for kids. And so they see that, yeah. which is essentially a Trojan horse right. to accomplish this other goal. So this is a, this is a great trap for mm-hmm. conservatives and, and moralists uh, mm-hmm. to, to only see the vaping issue. Well, right. kids ought not be smoking. Like, Chase, okay, you have no idea you when I... miss the big picture. You, 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 uh, you do not know how right you are because when I posted this on social media, I, I was just... I was flabbergasted. I, can I tell you how stunned I was? I have my post up here warning this is about your children. It's time to get your kids out of public schools. And 75 to 80% of the comments, and we have conservative, I mean, we don't have, these were not trolls, right? <laughs> 75 to 80% of the comments in my social media were all directed to vaping. Yeah. I was like, come on, people, this is not about vaping. But that's the trap. That, I mean, that's how it's set. That's what people don't get. That's how conservatives are roped in. I mean, these these manipulators are going to wrap it in some moralistic for the children, you know, national defense, mm-hmm. whatever. And people don't recognize the Trojan horse. They get fixated on the wrapper. They get fixated, you know, on the vehicle. Okay. Oh, vaping. They shouldn't be vaping. Like, you don't even see what's going on here. It's not about vaping. There's a bigger picture here. It's just like if you think about, we talk about this, and this this offends somebody. We talk about the Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. Where you use the, the righteous cause of ending slavery, but then you wrap a second war yes. in that guise yes. to accomplish another pur- yes. purpose so that people only talk about the slavery issue and then they don't they don't get past that to recognize there was also another agenda right. at play right so the same thing it's wrapped in in this anti-vaping veneer mm-hmm. but it is really about in this lawsuit case shifting parental authority and pushing parents out of uh particularly the schools, but in general, right. just out of the, the, the control of the kids and, and, and all that. You saw this stuff firsthand when you sat across First the table hand. from the ACL. My you, own eyeballs. Yeah. I mean, what were you told? that The ACL lawyer, when you worked ACLU lawyer. for the First Amendment mm-hmm. law firm, and you were in there, and the ACL lawyer looked at you directly and said what their goal was. Our goal is to make public schools parent Free zones, so the children will be free to identify to self-identify absent parental manipulation. Yeah, so this is a piece of that puzzle. Yes, and like I say, and and you're right. Probably seventy-five percent of the the conservatives they can't see the forest for the trees, and they're gonna miss it. Well, oh, and it's I, about vaping, and we we gotta stop vaping. And I, I don't I want to say this drug part. war. Yeah, works in the same principle. Yeah. These wars overseas. Same principle. They wrap it in a veneer. Right. Something else going on here, guys. I, I want I want to say this as as kind as possible, but sometimes sometimes tough love is necessary, and I think that maybe so many people can't see what's happening right in front of them because they don't want to admit that that this is a failing option. Because if they admit that public schools are a failing option, then they have to admit that as, as, as um, proper and responsible parents, they are. Uh, it is incumbent upon them to take their children out of these schools. Yeah. And it's public school has become 
such a convenience to life so you know so parents can have two jobs and we can have vacations and and it's daycare I mean seriously JC how many times have you heard parents or, or heard this it's almost a funny saying people say it all the time it's in Christmas songs oh the parents can't wait till school starts again <laughs> right because how is it that your children are off school for less than 14 days at Christmas time and all the parents are like oh, I can't wait till school starts again because because it's just become way too convenient and I and I think that's the only way it's almost it's almost a lifestyle addiction I don't know how other way to put it why would you put your children in a poisonous environment knowing that it's a poisonous environment yeah. and not protecting your children. How many conservative parents do we know? Oh, public schools are nothing but a propaganda zone. They're brainwashing our children. They're teaching our children what to think and not how to think. And yet their kids still go to these schools. Yeah. The only explanation is addiction. That has to be the only explanation. The only ex Addiction is the only way to understand why people will continue to consume poison when they know it's poison right and let me let me be clear Jeffrey it, it is the mindset on both sides that's correct the reason I the reason I'm pointing out the conservative is because this this particular things tailor-made because it appeals to this moral framework right. and smoking and that sort of thing so yes the mindset on both sides but the thing is the conservatives right we conservatives the conservatives whatever you want to say that's the side that's saying we're for liberty and liberty mm -hmm. government right, and that kind right. of thing. So yeah, I get both sides operating that way. But we know, but we know, we, we know, know what the, the Democrats. Yeah, are. we right, know what the left right. is. You can look at a snake and know what he's doing. Yeah. But the snake's running around in a bunny suit. I'm gonna have to tell you, hey everybody, that's not a bunny. Okay. Yeah. What what we're saying is, if you're gonna call yourself a conservative, and you know we have some kind of general understanding of what that's supposed to be then you shouldn't be falling for this. Right. You shouldn't be thinking like that. And by right. the way, that's why we don't call ourselves conservatives, just FYI. We're, right. we're constitutionalists. Right, exactly. Uh, because it has a standard. Conservative really doesn't have right. an actual definition that's set. Um, but, you know, people generally understand what we're saying. Right. But, but that's the thing. It's the point of you ought to know better is kind mm -hmm. of what I'm saying. You ought to know better. Why, why do we have, why should, if you're posting something like that, why should we get opposition from conservatives who, who miss what we're talking about. Like, wait a minute, it's not about vaping. So if if those folks who are quote unquote on our, on our side, if, if, if they're fooled like that, mm -hmm. then where are we? You know what I mean? So that's why we point out, you know, we, we point that out particularly about conservatives. Like you're supposed to be on our side. Stop falling for this nonsense. Uh, stop, stop getting so caught up on these, with these moralistic right. causes and recognize they're going to use a vehicle that sets you off. They're mm -hmm. going to use a vehicle that that you are concerned about, that you're bothered about, and they're going to use it as a Trojan horse right. to, to sneak this in. And you know, so we are we are originalists, constitutionalists um, about. Yeah, Mark principles. Powell says you two are on fire tonight. Passionate originalists is the only way. Yeah, that, exactly. But that's the thing. So it's not left, right. It's not Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. You know, but we're well, what we're trying I, to say yeah. is there's a you know there's a general <clears throat> philosophical orientation, mm -hmm. and what we're you know my point was, you ought not be don't be fooled by this. We know the left is going to be 
you know, they go about mm -hmm. with their crazy thinking. But come on, you know, the camp, the, whatever you want to call conservatives, you got to be better than that. Stop, stop being manipulated by this nonsense. Because we know the leftists are idiots. They're going to be led around by their nose like that. But somebody that's even in the direction of the Constitution, you know, come on, get, get, get past that. And of course, I talk about this, and <clears throat> many know, some don't, that I was, I'm a pastor, former, former lead pastor. We're on pastoral staff here at the church. Um, and so people come at us, would come at us all the time with these moralistic mm -hmm. issues. I'm, I'm not a moralist. You know, it's, it's a different thing. So people get caught up in religion and religionist and moralist. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, then it's a discussion for another time. But that's how the religious right is manipulated into this statist action. Right. Um, and, and, you know, so in religious right is not a gospel point of view. Moralism is not a gospel point of view. Religionist, that's not the gospel. And again, this that's for another show. Yeah. But that's how people manipulate mm -hmm. believers, people, you know, the this the the globalists and the manipulators, that's how they use people of faith because you start you start getting into this moralistic point of view, right? This, which mm -hmm. is different than a moral point of view. And you get manipulated. Oh, we got we got to control the children. We got to stop all this bad behavior. And where does that end? And and all of a sudden, you're sacrificing liberty, and you're allowing them, you know, to come in and, and manipulate. So that's law. And I, I'm, I'm I wasn't saying that, Jeffrey. You were, you know, attacking or whatever. I'm I'm just to clear. I'm glad you pointed that out to to be so to, we can be so clear. we can clarify yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, that, exactly. that's why. You know, because we do, we'll, we'll hammer conservatives like you don't hear us banging the left as much, you know, beating on the left as much as we would conservatives or people that supposedly in our own camp. Because it's from the point of view of, hey, guys, we ought to know better. Y'all ought to know better. Stop falling for the stuff that, that we expect the left to fall for. And so that's that's the only reason why, because we make people mad. like yeah. that That's the only reason why I say that. And uh, so that's I want to mention that. Um uh, original 13 took my liberty test and got a 65, uh, realizing that they live in a kingdom. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I, I love it when you guys go and the, the, the liberty test is, is really, really an eye opener. And people like original 13, Val took it. If you take the liberty test, I, I'm always asking you to tell me the score because uh, it's, it's a way to make people realize what liberty is supposed to be and and what we don't have right and so as i posted this on social media i'll say to you here now you're gonna have to make a choice parents very very soon to take your children from these schools and find an alternative yeah. my my hope and my prayer is that you will do it now when you do it by choice and not when you have to do it or die, mm -hmm. right? Because that it's going to come to that. Uh, don't tell me it can't happen in America. It's already happening in America. Yeah. It's happened historically all over the globe. We know the writing on the wall. We can see it coming. Can I just do a little founder's quote for you? Alexander Hamilton said, Experience is the oracle of truth, and where its responses are unequivocal, they ought to be held to be sacred and conclusive. We see where this is going. 
And as Winston Churchill said, you will fight for the right when you can easily win without bloodshed. Or you will fight when there is no hope because it's better to perish than to live as a slave. And this is the point that I have to get to. Do it now on your terms when you can make your own terms and not when you're fleeing for your life. Because if we do it now on our own terms, we may never get to the point where we have to do it fleeing for our lives. Well, it's not saying it's easy either. I mean, we home, no. we homeschool. It's not that's no. it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. But it's definitely a lot easier than it used to be. I think about, um, you know, the Ron Paul curriculum. You think, you know, you're talking yeah. a couple hundred dollars for the year, you know, and and so much of it just on video. Boom, there you go. And and they're a home. They're like homeschool co-ops. Yeah. You say, well, I got to work. We got two parents to work. They're homeschool co-ops. Yeah. They're practically like private school. You don't necessarily have to pay for, but there they are. You know, going through a curriculum like Ron Paul curriculum, and you know, so there's so many options and things that and here's, really make here's it. Here's the thing. I just I don't want to get all biblical on you, but let me get biblical on you. The, our children are an inheritance of the Lord. Mm-hmm. We have, let me just break that down to you grammatically. We have inherited our children from God. We have a responsibility to what God has given us. And we will eternally have, uh, we, it, it has, what we do with our children has eternal effects. And we will answer for that one day. And I cannot, and I have racked my brain, and I've read the scriptures, cannot find an excuse in the Bible that says that, um, you know, God, I didn't have the money, so I turned my children over to the Philistines for education. And so, uh, here's the thing. Thou shalt give the government your children to teach. Exactly. Really? And so, but I have read scripture that says, train them up in the way that they shall go, and when they will get older, they will not depart from it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a principle. So if you're training your children up in the way of the government, they're not going to depart from that either, right? But the Bible also says, uh, think not on what you will wear, what you shall eat, how you shall live, that God knows what you need. He's going to provide for you. He said, when you worry about this stuff, you look like non-believers, right? So God has promised us that when we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to us, abundantly shaken, overflowing, opening up the windows, coming out for us everywhere. I think what's nice is how, you know, church communities and patriot communities, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the last decade or so have also, you know, coalesced to, to mm-hmm. help. Like I said, you have the homeschool co-ops and, you know, you may have, a retired mom or mm-hmm. who, who maybe was a teacher or whatever that oversees the group and, and that sort of thing. So there, there's so many resources and, uh, you know, a, a community of people. Like when you think about mm-hmm. God's got it, right. but then at the same time, God works through his community, the church, you mm-hmm. know, so community is part of it. That, that, that connectedness is part of it. And just so, so there, bottom line, there's so many resources right. to, to do it. So it's more doable today. Uh, than it ever has been before. And it's definitely not getting better in the public school. I mean, it's right. it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. 
I, I would never, I would never have my children. I think I'm up to like four hundred thousand seventy-five reasons of why yeah. my child will never, never go to the public never, school. Never, never, never. never. No. No, they, they would have to. No, we, we'd be dragged off to concentration camps or put in the ground before mm -hmm. I would allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. no never, no way. way, no way. All right, the last thing that I want to talk about today, JC, is, is a, uh, something that I promised some people that we would talk about. It has to do with Virginia. And it has to do with the Dillon Rule. And uh, the Dillon Rule, um, hold on, I, I lost it. Just one second. I had, I had this pulled up here, and then, of course, Google thought that, that, that they're smarter than me. So let me pull this up real quick. All right, so the Dillon Rule is, uh, under the Dillon Rule, a municipal government has the authority to act only when the state government has authorized that activity, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, and the opposite of the Dillon Rule is the Home Rule. And the Home Rule says that the um, local communities have the authority to govern superior to state authority. So home rule is actually the way our founders envisioned our constitutional republic. Dillon rule puts the state governments in a superior role over the local governments on issues that are not constant that are uh, well let me put the home rule puts uh, this, the, the local governments above the states on issues that are not constitutionally described, right? Sort of like the breakdown between the states and the federal government in the 10th Amendment. So the powers not delegated to the United States are reserved to the states. Under the Home Rule, the powers that are not delegated to the state are reserved to the, to the counties and the municipalities. Mm -hmm. Dillon Rule is the opposite. Dillon Rule is like federal supremacy state supremacy, okay? And so Virginia uh, operates under the Dillon rule, okay? Right. And the argument is this. Remember, Virginia's going through their, their right to keep and bear arms crisis. Mm -hmm. And we have, we have nearly every county in Virginia now with just a handful not going on of a de de um, designating that they are Second Amendment sanctuary counties, meaning if the state passes a law that says we're going to uh, come and collect your guns, the sheriffs and the county commissioners and sometimes both together have said we will not enforce this law. The state legislators and the gun control proponents are saying that the counties and the municipalities do not have the authority to deny this law because of the Dillon rule. Do you think that makes sense? Did I do a good job with that? Mm -hmm. Okay, because that's the background. So now what I want to tell you is that the Dillon rule does not apply to this situation. Okay. Because the right to keep and bear arms is an essential, inherent natural right. Not a legislative issue. It is issue. not a legislative issue. So it's not like the sheriff saying I'm going to refuse to enforce the statewide 75 mile per hour speed limit and the state going Dillon rule you have to. This is an essential 
fundamental inherent natural right that the government does not have the authority to legislate away from the people because it is a natural right. And because it's a natural right, an essential principle of foundational liberty, the sheriffs have every authority in their oath to secure the rights and the liberties of the people to tell the state no. And that's why the Dillon rule does not apply. That makes sense. I haven't heard it explained from that perspective that, you know, people usually people take the position of this Dylan or not Dylan. But you're saying it's, that's not even that's out like that's outside, outside the argument that is outside really. the argument. So we're arguing something. We're, we're kind of arguing beside the argument. Yes. Right? Because. Yes. Yeah. So, again, as good example. So if, if it was an issue of, say, <clears throat> speed limits and the state enacted speed limits, mm -hmm. some county said we're not going to do that. The speed limit is something enacted by legislation. Right. No one received their right to keep their arms through legislation. Yes. It's, it's not a legislative issue. Can I remind you, Samuel Adams wrote in 1772, among the natural rights, can I say that again? Among the natural rights of the colonists are these. Now he's talking about colonists who are ruled by a king, right? So if colonists who are ruled by a king hold these natural rights, wouldn't that, you know, I mean, we'd be really sure people who do not live in a kingdom hold these rights, right? Mm -hmm. So among the natural rights of the colonists are these, first life, second liberty, third property, together, a natural right, number four, the right to protect and defend them in the best manner that they can. Mm -hmm. Because look, if you do not have a natural right, and what does that mean, JC, natural right? It means it doesn't come from government. It doesn't come from documents. It doesn't come as a permission from people in power. It is something that you are born with. Adams explains that it comes from the first law of nature, derived from nature's God, the duty of self-preservation. If you have to wait, for someone in government to protect your life, your liberty, and your property, you are very actually and legally owned by that person. Mm -hmm. It's an ownership because now that person can decide whether your life is valuable enough for them to protect. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we must understand that the Dillon rule is a red herring argument mm -hmm. to distract you from the real foundational principle that the government does not have the authority to take away a right they never gave. Yeah, you, you spoke on this last night in Lakeland. I, mean, I did. That's kind of topic. And, and I did. I remember you saying very forcefully, our rights being natural rights, right? Is it given to us by God or this is inherent in the nature of your being, right? You're not owned by anybody. You weren't created by some other person. And you said very forcefully, your rights, these natural rights preceded all forms of government, mm -hmm. preceded government itself. And, and, and so look, how can they come to government when government came after them? Here's part of the problem, JC, and I cannot, I cannot keep saying this enough. 
And and for some reason, it's it's one thing that I can't get to catch. You know, it like keeps slipping a gear. If we could get people to stop calling it a Second Amendment right, stop that. Stop calling it a Second Amendment right because then you link that right to a document. Mm -hmm. You must, 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 must refer to it as a natural right and refer to it completely as the right to keep and bear arms. Look, it doesn't cost you a dime to breathe out that many words. Okay, the right to keep and bear arms, not the Second Amendment right, not a constitutional right, but a natural right derived from nature to keep and bear arms. You're not going to get extra points taken for saying that many words. And when we start reading this or start speaking this, it starts changing the way we think. And we can actually stand up with a foundation and boldness to say, it is a natural right. It doesn't come from you. You can't take it. You cannot take it. So if you're going to the right to keep and bear arms rally in Richmond, Virginia on January 20th, please address our brothers and sisters Stop calling it Second Amendment right. Stop calling it a constitutional right and start referring to it in its proper form so we can start thinking about it properly. Right. It's a natural right. It's an inalienable right. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Nah, you you laid it down last night, man. It it was was really powerful. And uh, yeah, right, right on the money. Right on the money. It doesn't come from documents. I mean, I've heard, you know, where I grew up, you know, it, it sons of the soil. <laughs> I'm talking about gun-toting, tobacco-chewing, sure enough redneck, you know, talking about I, long, long as I got the Second Amendment, I got my gun, right? I, I got a right. Like what? So if the left can get rid of the Second, <laughs> second Amendment in the, yeah. in the Constitution, yeah. are you saying you no longer have that right? I mean, what kind of crazy thinking have we been brainwashed into thinking yeah so you're so right you're so right you got to change your mindset words have power and, and you're and by the way the way you speak affects yes. the way you think words the way you have speak power reflects the way you think <clears throat> but it also affects the way you think so you have to control your speech if you want to change your mind and other people's mind you can't just you can't talk any old way. You got to think about. Mind, you got to think about how you say it. The rest things. will follow. <laughs> I'm that, you, know, you all on your own now. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that we. This is man. This is like. Well, this is, this is not a milk show. Churchy up in here. This was a, this was a full on twelve ounce sirloin rare steak show. I can't tell you how. I mean, we we held dealt with some really meaty issues and I'm really glad that we were able to get into them and and discern them and describe them and teach them quickly tonight as well so uh, this may be one of the most important shows that we've had in in 2020 so far so I'm going to ask you to make sure this show look we've got we've had uh, nearly a hundred people watching this with us oh well at this point, because Facebook li- or because YouTube lies, 
we, we've had several hundred people watch this already, and we only have 51 likes. So, Carl, right? I like that. Stinking thinking. Yeah, stinking thinking. Fix your stinking thinking. Fix your stinking thinking. <laughs> Right. That was that was Mrs. Shuttleworth. Yeah, big sure. That thinking. was that was our beloved friend, Pastor Mrs. Shuttleworth. Yeah, big sure. And thinking. she listens sometimes, so we can say hi hey. to her. Um, yeah, I, I'm. She's the one who who I had to stand up and amen that one to fix your stinking thinking. Exactly. I think that's great. Yep. So remember, please subscribe, share. Click the bell on YouTube so that you get the notices. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you can share these podcasts all over the planet. We have a friend who's, who's a, a Lyft driver. And he plays our shows as he's driving his car. Come on, truck drivers. Come on, Lyft drivers. Come on, Uber drivers. You know, taxi drivers. Yeah, you you have a captive, captive audience, <laughs> right? You have a captive audience. Yeah. And he tells us stories about how people are are, are, are thinking, you know, uh, what's, who, who, who are these people? They say right. some really good stuff. People that he's talked to, you know, briefly and realized they're not ideologically conservative. Mm -hmm. But you see, when you, when you hear things that resonate and you don't first see the labels, you realize that liberty first is for everyone right and so remember text put the texty thing yeah. up there jc but you know it, it, isn't that the lie we talk about that i mean yeah. that's the lie when you talk about conservative in the sense of traditional american values the fact is most people are conservative yes. they, they want you to believe that there's this wave of this liberal mm -hmm. you know marxist army and most people think like that this is just not true right when you get down to brass tacks and you talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, you realize more people carry conservative values. The, the, the disconnect is how to, you know, connecting that to their action and voting. Of course, here's the thing. Most people aren't voting. So most of these people that share the values that we share, they're right. actually unplugged. They're actually right. not involved, not engaged, and not right. really having an influence. So that's another thing of getting those people plugged mm -hmm. in. Um, but it, but it's a lie, and that's what you know. We get that testimony of uh, our friend playing that in his Uber and in his Lyft uh, with the passengers, and then realizing, you know, consistently, consistently realizing that um, number one, one, one consistent thing is they will say, "I'm not political." So yeah, that's a consistent thing of the majority. They're mm -hmm. disengaged. But then number two, when you get beyond that, then learning. Well, they in fact share these values. They just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. They can't articulate it, and they haven't con made the connection politically. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a fact. It's the truth. And all, this other stuff is is a lie. It's propaganda. Right. The fact that the left controls most of the of the uh, major media, and so that's why you get this false impression because we're faced with it every day. But the reality is, what we see coming through. Uh, the digital media, social media war, world, mainstream media does not actually reflect man on the street reality. Right, exactly. And so you have to be careful not to fall for that because that that's what gets you discouraged. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get to thinking we're losing everything and it's going backwards. I mean, obviously we have obstacles and hurdles, uh, but the digital world, and the propaganda they're putting out does not reflect reality. It's meant to mm -hmm. manipulate you. 
Yeah, so MJ Cleveland says that he's been reading the Texas laws and uh, that even a tax debt can keep make you ineligible for a permit yeah, in yeah. Texas. JC and I have been realizing that we need to make that put that on our show list. Yeah. Uh, so uh, about this, I mean, and, and, and again, because we're solution oriented, I want to make sure that we reiterate the point. How do we fix all this? How do you fix all this? You got to get plugged in locally. You got to change this from the bottom up. Can I tell you that if you are a church, go if you are a member of a church somewhere, how powerful teaching your congregation can actually be? Mm. Teach your congregation they have a biblical responsibility to be involved in politics and then teach them liberty first principles. Because if you teach and I'm I'm just going to jump out on a limb here and say if you teach the members of your congregation that they have to be biblically involved in politics, that God requires that. We're still going to do that show, by the way, mm-hmm. of JC's The uh, um, Morality of Resistance. Yeah. Uh, what you're going to get, and you educate them, is you're going to get the the awakening, or I'm not going to say awakening, but you're going to have Christian people who now give the Holy Spirit authority mm-hmm. to become powerful to make these changes, make these changes in your communities, make these changes in your neighborhoods, in your school districts, in your in your uh, school board, in your county commission, in your city council, and then you will see the real changes happen. We are not defeated. We are victorious. We Amen. are already we are already overcomers. So just gotta just it's just gotta catch up. Yep. That's all. Yep, it's already so, happened. I, I just, I hate to the see... The end of the story is already written. Yeah, I hate to see people get locked in all the propaganda and get discouraged and, th- yeah. and think, you know, things yeah. that are not. You well, know, people always not. call me, you know, I'm a Chris Ann's the, the, the Liberty Pollyanna. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. because I know who's in charge. I know, I know who wrote the book. I know who, I know the ending, and I know where my power comes from. It, I am a blood-washed, Holy Spirit-filled child princess of the king and i have the knowledge that there is no power greater than what is in me amen and i just ticked off a bunch of people so woohoo hey it's all right you know what um i i I will say this too i don't know of another person who's traveled the length and breadth of this country in the last 10 years more than you have doing mm-hmm. what you're doing and so no there's not anybody who has I, I, and that's not arrogance that's just fact no it's just a fact no, no one has traveled the country hey, in the last 10 years the way I have you, you want to bring your calendar in the last 10 years you want to line it up yeah to her calendar yeah you bring your best one so bring your best speaker and I and, and we'll compare notes so the point of that the point of that what I'm saying is we've seen man on the street Right. Mm-hmm. So we know what the, the propaganda coming through the airwaves mm-hmm. is not so because, man, we're all over this country. We see we've seen we're there face to face, seeing the people in the towns, in the houses, in the events. We know what's going on. So this stuff on the news, it's a lot. It makes me think of when uh, the president had the rally that they did in Florida the other night and the lady was talking about how. She was with the president, physically standing with the president, and then the news came on and said, the president is just, just is doing this, just did that, and she looked at the president.
president. There's the president right there. How did he just do that? And I think she was saying how that happened two or three times in a row. And it was just like this epiphany for her when she realized they're just telling bald-faced lies. They're just they're telling everybody on that show what the president is doing. I'm standing here looking at the president. How can he be doing what they're saying? So this stuff is absolute propaganda. It's not changed I wish, since the I Jefferson wish I had quote, a, was that, yeah, 1807? 1807. I said, I wish I had our Jefferson exactly. or Liberty First Jefferson t-shirt. I got our God Liberty t-shirt on, by the way. Hey. Um, hey, look, go get your Liberty gear. Nothing new, man. Look, Nothing uh, new. Jason, let me tell you, let, let me just clear the air here because I got another comment. Oh, Chrisanne's just hawking her wares. JC and I do not become millionaires by selling these t-shirts. So what if we do? So what if we do? All right, big deal. Look, um, if you're anti-capitalism, this is not the show for you. <laughs> Guess what? We're hawking our wares. Get over it. <laughs> you need to go get your Liberty gear, man. If you're looking for ways to reach the people, reach the people with your t-shirts. You can do it. It's not hard. Got Liberty right there. Look, God Liberty doesn't even have our website on it for Pete's sake. It's not even advertising for us because we're advertising for Liberty. And if I get rich, hallelujah. I am rich. Come on, <laughs> oh, I missed to get rich. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already rich, right? My bank is in my bank is paved with gold, so I don't Dirty, care. Dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich. Ain't no country richer than me. <laughs> Amen. So we went, man, we we said we're going to do a Thir short show. 30 minutes this today. This is the like longest show we 30 got. minutes. 30, it is the longest <laughs> show we got. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. So, um, but thank you guys for everybody who supports, who joins us. Thank you guys for all of you that are always here, even when we're two hours late to start. Thanks for spending a Friday night with us. Uh, you God, rock. you guys rock. You're awesome. You are the best listeners in the world. And let me just say to you, there's great people out there, too, to fill in your blanks. You don't ever have to go to Fox. You don't ever have to go to these talking heads. Check out Kate Daly Radio. Check out, uh, quite frankly, on YouTube. He I, he does more shows than we do. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, Frank, Frank is... Don't send your kids. Don't then. send your kids to... Uh, thank you. You knew where I was going with that, right? Don't send your kids to Frank. Amen. He's grown up. He's grown up. But, strong man show. But, yeah, he's a strong man show. he make you laugh. But we are... We are not defeated. We are victorious. And we need to start acting like it. Right? Amen. Nothing succeeds like success. If you want to be victorious, act like it. We got this. God bless you guys. We will see you next time.